Welcome to the Heart of Leaders podcast, where each week we'll be exploring the frontiers of leadership with those who lead from the heart and put their people first, knowing that ultimately all team accomplishments are driven by people. They know that when they take care of their people, their people will take care of customers, lower costs, and drive customer loyalty and company profitability. These leaders believe that for most companies, culture trumps strategy. And culture starts with how you treat your people and how they treat each other. I'm your host, Rick Barrera, head of faculty for the Heart of Leaders training program in Denver, Colorado, where we teach extraordinary leaders how to build and lead high-performance teams who can consistently deliver exceptional results. The team deserves to win. When I first met Heart of Leaders faculty member Chris Warner, and we were discussing Heart of Leaders, Chris asked me if we were going to teach heart-led firing as well. That led to a discussion of when and how it's appropriate to invite people to leave your team. What it all comes down to is this. The team deserves to win. Each team member has made a choice to join your team and has signed on to do what is necessary to get to the daring destination. Each day they leave their family, friends, and other obligations and choose to be on your team, giving their all to the effort to get to the daring destination. We, as leaders, have high expectations of each team member. High-performance teams, in turn, expect a great deal of each other, typically challenging each other to reach higher and go further to reach the daring destination even faster. The team challenges each other to learn and grow and become ever better. The result is an exceptional level of discretionary effort, effort above and beyond the norm. When the team is performing at this level and delivering much more than is being asked of them, they deserve to win. They deserve to feel what it's like to win and win and win. When an individual team member consistently gets in the way of the team achieving their goal, the team member must be coached to get back on track or ultimately must be invited off the team. Obviously, we believe coaching and counseling should always come first. The depth and length of the coaching will depend on the culture you want to build in your company. Some companies coach almost endlessly and rotate team members to other roles on the team and to other teams inside the company in an effort to find a fit. Extreme high-performance teams have much stricter rules based on their pace, challenge, or level of risk. Chris Warner's company, Earthtrex, is the fastest-growing climbing gym company in the world. They have a three-conversations, three-hour rule. If the team has to stop forward progress three times to discuss one team member, or if the leader has to spend more than three hours counseling one team member, that team member is invited to leave the team. T. Green, chairman of the board of Greenway Health, gives team members clear direction about what must change and over what time frame it must change. Because they are a fast-growing tech company, he often tells team members that they will have to achieve new levels of technical or managerial competence to keep pace with technology and the ever-changing leadership needs of the company. This can sometimes be over the course of months or even years. But when the deadline comes, they had better be performing as expected or they are invited to leave the team. This may seem harsh, cruel, and not very heart-led. It is at these times when it is important to understand that the team deserves to win. 
Heart-led leadership does not exist in a vacuum. It is not about the individual. Heart-led leadership is about bringing a team together to accomplish the goal of getting to the daring destination. We are not just here to enjoy each other's company. We are here to achieve a goal. When the accomplishment of the team's mission is put in jeopardy by a single individual, the individual must be coached back to performance or they must go because the team deserves to win. When the leader allows one team member to hold back the team, morale is compromised, other team members get discouraged and are forced to pick up the slack. Progress slows and getting to the daring destination and the team win is put in jeopardy. That can, in turn, impact profitability, team bonuses, and perhaps even the viability of the company. Worse yet, the best team members may decide to leave, further compromising the team and the likelihood of reaching the daring destination. Realize that inviting a team member to leave is not personal. Leadership is about coaching, mentoring, and serving individual team members, and it's also about achieving goals. The team member may be a wonderful, kind, intelligent, and talented person. But if, for whatever reason, they cannot assist the team to achieve their goals, they need to go. They are taking team resources and not contributing commensurate with the resources they are taking. Realize, too, that the non-performing team member is likely not fulfilled and not happy. Fulfillment comes from striving and achieving. And if they are not achieving, it is unlikely that they are fulfilled. If they're not contributing in a significant and recognizable way to the team and helping the team to get closer to the daring destination, then they are likely not happy. Keeping them in a role where they're not fulfilled and not happy is not an act of kindness. In fact, you're doing them a disservice. You are preventing them from moving on to another position or company where they can be happy and fulfilled. Many leaders tell me they feel that it would be unfair to let a team member go because they really have not been trained properly. The leader feels guilty for their training shortcomings and therefore holds on to the underperformer for too long, costing the team time, money, and momentum. Too many entrepreneurs believe that they can save money by hiring someone without the needed skills and that they will train them. This sounds great in theory, but seldom do they have the time or expertise to do the actual training. Having a skill is not the same as being great at teaching that skill to someone else. And if the leader had extra time to train, they wouldn't be hiring another person. They would be doing the job themselves. They hire because they are out of time and overcommitted to begin with. Your culture and environment is what it is for the moment. Yes, it can be changed over time. And that is your role as a leader. But for right now, it is what it is. If the person you hired cannot succeed in the current environment, you need to find someone who can. You are fiddling while Rome burns. Your team needs the best possible resource you can find, not someone who needs to be trained in an environment where the training doesn't exist. Release the underperforming team member and find someone who already has the skills you need. Then create a project for yourself to build the appropriate training. When the training and the trainer is in place, you can hire team members who need to be trained. What to do when forward motion stalls. Momentum is critical. 
When I work with companies, my first goal is always to start or accelerate momentum. When the team feels like they are winning, they put in even more discretionary effort. Morale goes up. Customers feel the difference. And that, in turn, leads to faster wins and even greater momentum. Jim Collins calls this the flywheel effect. When any obstacle gets in the way of the team achieving their goals, it's the leader's role and the team's task to find a way to remove the obstacle. The team should be able to clear most obstacles on their own, but removing or replacing team members falls ultimately to the leader. Rapid, effective action here will keep team spirits high and momentum in place. To be excessively clear, when momentum is stalled or the team is not achieving their goals, the team should be changing their strategies, tactics, activities, or their intensity. The goal should not change. There may come a time when the team feels that the daring destination is not achievable, but this is when the leader's strength, experience, and optimism come into play. Helping the team to chunk down tasks and responsibilities and build a workable short-term plan will usually enable momentum to be regained. If that doesn't work, identify breakdowns and root causes and rebuild the plan. The team must be back in execution mode fast. Forward motion toward team metrics and the daring destination are critical to morale and profitability. The team deserves to win, and they must feel like they are winning on the way to the daring destination. The latest research on flow states shows that in order for an individual or team to be in an optimally performing flow state, the work should be challenging enough to fully engage the individual or team, but not be overwhelming. It's the leader's role to judge the level of difficulty and chunk down the team's tactics, activities, and milestones to something the team feels is achievable to regain momentum. That means changing strategies, tactics, activities, or the intensity of activities. It does not mean changing the goal. At times, the team may ask for more resources to accomplish the goal. The first question the leader must ask is, what has been researched and tried already? The second question is, what does the team need that costs little or nothing? The third question is, what will be the anticipated ROI on the new resources? The best teams actually use fewer resources than average teams, because they are more resourceful. Be sure your team has arranged and used their current resources to their fullest capacity and has tapped all available free resources before considering investing in more. Usually, the team has the resources they need to accomplish their goals already. They're just not being deployed in an optimal manner. Identify one small area where momentum can be regained and push there. Once the team is experiencing success, tackle the next piece of the plan. Remember, the team is there to accomplish the goal, the leader is there to serve the team, and the team deserves to win. Working together, you will achieve great things. We've created application exercises for you so you can implement this core principle in your company. Head over to heartofleaderspodcast.com to download the exercises and access all of our other resources. 
We believe that Heart of Leaders is a movement started by boomers, accelerated by Gen Xers, and demanded by millennials. To learn more, find us online at heartofleaderspodcast.com, where we blog, post articles, and book reviews, and respond to your questions. We invite you to join the conversation.